Legal Matters. All right. Uh, I'm here with uh, Mr. Osborne Mulatudi, MD at Mulatudi Attorneys here in Santon. And I'm hoping that you'll join us as we have this conversation. The right to uh, disconnect. Osborne, good evening to you. What does that mean? Um, good evening, Aubrey, and good evening to your listeners. So where did it all start? I think um, this issue has always been there, but with the rise of the fourth revolution, the work environment has become more and technologically dependent. And things didn't get better when COVID-19 uh, pandemic hit us to the extent that, uh, to a large extent, you, you know, employees were then working from home and their employers were expecting them to be available on what they call flexible hours as and when they are needed to respond to certain workplace issues. And and, and that's the, the whole picture around this topic. Yeah. The way I want to approach it is to unpack it with reference to the following aspects. One, the strategic goals of an employer vis-a-vis the well-being of its employees in helping it to achieve those strategic goals. And secondly, the right to disconnect by the employees vis-a-vis the repercussions that they may face. And lastly, of course, is what recourse do they have if anything happens to them? So what is the right to disconnect, uh, Bra Aubrey? Mm. The European Union defines the right to disconnect as a a worker's right to be able to disengage from work and refrain from engaging in work-related electronic communications such as emails or other messages during non-work hours. Right. And I would imagine this can also extend to when an employee is on annual leave, holiday, sick leave, you name it. According to a recent survey by 88% of South African employees work longer hours than ever before and 32% of employers expect their staff to answer emails outside of typical working hours. Now, where does this leave our employees in South Africa? Mm. So what is important for your viewers is that the Basic Conditions of Employment Act and the Labor Relations Act do not afford South African employees with the right to disconnect after working hours. However, the Basic Conditions of Employment Act, which regulates working hours as well as overtime, provides some form of protection to vulnerable employees. And these are employees who earn below what we call a minimum threshold. And this gets determined annually. And currently is 241,000 plus you know, um, per annum, yeah. which translate to be about uh, 20,000 per, uh, per month. And these employees are not expected to work overtime unless an agreement with them has been reached. However, the Act does not protect employees that earn above the threshold because this kind of employees the so-called high-income earners, they are perceived to be having bargaining power where they will be able to negotiate more favorable terms for themselves and therefore they are less susceptible to abuse by the employer. But in reality, we know that this group of employees are actually the ones found to be expected to work long and long hours. 
with an objective to helping the employer meet its strategic objectives, the so-called KPIs or KPAs. Let me pause here. So, and I imagine the growing awareness around issues of mental health and the fact that we are more and more in a situation where we we are aware of the the afflictions that can come about as a result of not resting the mind i suppose that has been part of the reason why these kinds of laws are beginning to emerge and develop but what is the reason for the the promulgation of these laws especially in countries such as kenya australia it, was there a specific and france and yeah. many others yeah. yeah i think the the driving factor was the well-being of employees because open or hidden some of them ended up suffering occupational uh, detriments due to being expected to work long after normal working hours where it may actually impact on the general well-being psychological um, mental you name it and that is why those countries um, pass those laws to protect uh, employees in general yeah and this brings us to international trends so as matters stand france is the leading country when it comes to statutorily recognizing the right to disconnect this right to disconnect was introduced in 2016 and it refers to a worker's right to be able to disengage as i've already alluded to earlier and it doesn't stop there it also imposes fines you know that can range from thousands of rents um, depending on the the number of breaches by a particular employer or uh, employers or industries in subjecting employees to telecommunication constant calls after yeah. normal working hours tell me but where is south africa in this scenario and 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 are these laws already promulgated do we have those laws yeah. in yeah. our statutes now yeah. okay no 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 france has the law australia has that law kenya has that law and many other countries but not south africa not south africa think, let's but but, but but it's coming we say well it's something that the legislators will be considering right the lawmakers okay. will be considering but okay currently as stands um in south africa uh, the recourse that employees have may be with reference to contractual uh, terms now we all know that uh, every employee employment relationship is governed and regulated by a contract of employment which will spell out the hours of work uh, etc but in some instances especially for senior employees supervisors executives you then have the usual clause that say notwithstanding the agreed normal hours of work yeah you also agree to work over time as and when you are requested due to the operational requirements of the company and 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 what the employers in south africa do they then make use of the kpis key performance indicators yeah. and key performance action plans yeah as a as a form of driving the employees to work more flexible hours to be to be even available after hours but there's another angle to that is that if you're an employee or you are a service provider and there's an email that is sent to you and you ignore it 
the unintended consequence is that the sender may go next door. So that is why you have this constant um, addiction to mobile phones. People constantly checking their emails, you know, the work emails, checking what's going on in the market. They come across something, then they want to share in the WhatsApp groups yes. uh, and then expect a response there and there, you know. I'm 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 partly also guilty of that. Yeah, where yeah. if I come across an interesting case law, I send it to my team's WhatsApp group. Yeah. Uh, and these days, I even put a disclaimer: you don't have to open it until the following morning. Yes. But of course, it's a you know curiosity, as we all know. Yes. You know, will uh, force someone to really open it, etc. But you know, I I do it moderately. But in some instances, this happens more often. Yeah after hours because some supervisors, line managers are more relaxed. So they tend to be sending this uh, work-related communications and related articles to their staff, etc. So what is the remedy? Yeah, The remedy is the code of good practice on harassment such that an employee will first have to protest and say, look, I don't appreciate you sending me work emails, articles after hours. Please stop. And, and it means that if the line manager or whoever is sending them doesn't stop. The employee will then have a right to lodge a grievance, you know, um, against that person for right. harassment, bullying, you name it. Especially where the sender also expects uh, the employee to respond. And that can, uh, one way or the other, uh, be tantamount to bullying. Yes. And the employee, in terms of South African law, will then have that um, avenue to we, lodge a grievance. We, we don't have laws that are about the right to disconnect but i imagine we have laws that are about uh prohibit prohibiting bullying or any form of employee harassment by employees uh is it possible that those kinds of laws can be used in this particular instance or are we saying that uh, we need some more specificity uh, and more uh, more pre- precision in the way that the law articulates which issue it's dealing with. And before you uh, answer that, please give us a call at double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. What do you make of these laws where uh, you as an employee will be able to say to your employer, please don't send me any electronic um, communication after working hours, uh, whether it's after working hours during the week or it is over the weekend, whether it is uh, at any leave moment. Uh, please don't do that. Um, would that work in your working environment? Uh, would uh, that be part of uh, perhaps something that would uh, sour the relationship between you and your empl- employer? Give me a sense of how you feel about this kind of law. It's not yet uh, in our statutes here in South Africa, but uh, all probabilities uh, indicate that we may have a situation where uh, sooner or later we'll see that in our statutes. It's already in the European Euro- Union, countries such as Kenya on the African continent already there. Um, and of course, Australia already uh, making use of these kinds of laws. I'd, I'd be interested to hear from you. What is your policy at work with regards to being contacted electronically or otherwise? Uh, after working hours. How do you feel about it? Has there been a conversation in your workspace around that? Please give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. O double one eight eight three O seven O two. Debbie Hallim says our company insists on staff working at least two hours of work 
from home each evening. Is this legal? Asks Debbie. And how does it um, sort of segue into the conversation that we are having? Some of this may be introduced by way of practice, by way of um, um, custom, and also due to the operational requirements of that particular employer. Take, right. for instance, your call centers, uh, your 24-hour customer service centers, uh, you name them. So it may be through those aspects that I've just mentioned, but more importantly, there has to be an agreement. So once the employees have agreed there to, they need to abide by that agreement. However, where an employee refuses to work that two uh, extra two hours in the evenings, and we saw the reasons that employee will be entitled not to work that uh, extra two hours. Of course, the employer will continue to engage that employee on the reasons why that employee is expected to work the extra two hours. And if no agreement is reached and it's, it's, it's a pertinent issue uh, insofar as um, assisting the employer to achieve its operational uh, objectives, it may be left with no option but to to retrench the employee. The constitutional court has confirmed that that if there's no agreement on a change to a term or condition of employment, and after uh, you know attempts to persuade the employee to agree to the change uh, to a term or condition of employment, that the employer will be entitled for business operational requirements to retrench that employee. Of course, if it's a bigger workforce, there are other remedies. Mm -hmm. Employees who may who belong to trade unions uh, or acting concerned as a group, if they don't want to work additional hours after normal hours of work and they're forced to and they don't agree, they can then uh, withhold their labor and embark on a strike in protest against the imposition of having to work uh, additional hours after normal hours of work. But we all know that um, some employers will have valid reasons why employees have to work additional hours mm. to help the business survive. And therefore, the refusal may impact on the survival of the business, which may then lead to what we don't want as employees, retrenchment. Right. So in most instances, employees will agree and trust me, they are remunerated. Right. Or they're given time off. So it's not like they are expected to work 12 hours a day. Some employers put in, put in place a flexible hours of work to say, look, during load sharing, you may not be able to do anything because of A, B, C, and D. You don't have alternative source of power. Therefore, we expect you that when load sharing ends, we would kindly ask you to, to do A, B, C, and D or work uh, this extra hours. So, so, so so, so that the, load shedding also adds a spin sure, in the wheel sure, in the whole saga sure. of the right to disconnect. Sure. So for Debbie, if I understand you correctly, yeah. it's only as legal as it is a function of an agreement that you and the employer have in place. Or policy or by custom that employees of over many years or months right. agreed to right. do like but in call centers and customer yes, service centers yes, yes. or employers that have the 24 hour business operations right so 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 if that is the way that the business has been running yeah. uh there's an agreement in place and it is part of the operational imperative of the business for its success 
there is no there is no such thing as it being illegal right indeed you know to answer it like a typical lawyer it's a yes or no because it's a yes uh, in the sense that uh, it may not be contained in a contract of employment right and if that employee ends below the threshold then the employer will be acting in breach of the basic conditions of employment act because right. um an employee can only work over time if that employee has a given consent has agreed there to it's a no if the employee ends above the threshold and the practice has been in place um for a number of months or years and it's been considered for valid business operational requirements yep. and therefore the refusal may have unintended consequences one of which is possible retrenchment when we when we have i mean i i, I know that in south africa and it's probably why why it's not a law yet in our country is that part of the way that we we interview uh, and are interviewed for jobs is we say i'm, I'm available Available 24 hours, you know, that's how I sell myself sometimes to, uh, to my employers and say, listen, I, I am available 24 hours. I'm, I'm here. If you need me at midnight, give me a call. I'll put everything down and I will be at work. Uh, to what extent does this law perhaps take away the competitive advantage of workers who might have used that kind of narrative? To secure a job, um, do you get my meaning? I do, I do. Of course, we all know that during interviews, <laughs> some employees have the tendency of overselling themselves. Yeah. I have experienced this myself over a number of occasions whenever I conduct interviews. Um, and in that instance, uh, the employer can then refer the employee to the undertaking. Some employers take notes. In fact, these days they even record the interviews sure. to say, look, let's refer you to that interview where you clearly indicated that you shall make yourself available uh, under the banner of I'm the kind of a guy who goes extra mile. Yes. So now uh, we are here. You know, we want the work to be done. Now you are, you are beginning to give us excuses, including the fact that you never agreed to this. And Whereas, that there's a piece of legislation called the right a, to disconnect. And then there's a law that protects me, yeah. etc. So that's the kind of engagement that the line manager will have to have with that employee and including reminding the employee of the undertakings made during interviews. In fact, some employers are as smart as even recording the undertaking, converting them into terms and conditions of employment. Yes. Uh, to test whether the employee was sincere and not simply overselling him or herself to secure the job. However, there has to be a limit, as yep. I said earlier on. There, uh, there, there has to be a consideration of the well-being of employees. And I'm sure employers out there are very prudent and cognizant of this aspect. And that is why I'm saying I don't think employers expect employees to work 12 hours a, yeah. a, a day. Yeah. All what they're saying is work flexible hours. There will be times where there's nothing to do. There's load shedding. And, and this is what we suggest uh, in order to improve productivity, in order to help us survive. And we've seen it yeah. in some employers where there's flex, uh, flexible hours. Yeah. And, and one would hope that this also extends to state departments, that in some instances, for instance, home affairs, you know, open on weekends, you know, um, from certain times, and not only at month ends, to actually ease 
the workload or the cues that one of uh, tend to see during uh, the week, your your renewal of uh, license discs, driving license, etc. So the reason why I ask it that way is because should this law, the right to dis- disconnect, become part of our law, what happens to those kinds of dis- dis- uh, of what happens to those kinds of agreements? In other oh, words, so so we've agreed that uh, I'm this conscientious worker. I'll go the extra mile, and you've got it on I'm record. I'm committed, and all of those kinds of things. And uh, I suppose the question is: Does the law, the law of disconnection, trump the agreement that we have in place? Indeed, uh, the law is always paramount. Right. So what it then means is that the employers and employees will then have to revisit those agreements. And review them and say, take for instance, um, the introduction of adoption leave, the introduction of paternity leave, the introduction of um, other forms of leave that were not there before. That forced most employers to go back and review their contracts of employment as well as their policies. The same can be done um, if the right to disconnect is ultimately and eventually legislated. Uh, in this country, like it has been done in other countries, especially where fines. I mean, Kenya is the first African country to propose an amendment to the Employment Act to include a provision regarding the right to disconnect and fines and imprisonment being the sanctions for breach thereof. So you can imagine those are the uh, critical considerations that our own lawmakers will have to take into account if a separate law is needed or whether they can uh, amend uh, the existing basic conditions of employment act if you ask me i think it will it will be a good thing to have in order to protect those employees who may not have a say in saying no to going extra mile you, you as did, i said sometimes yeah. it can it, it can be excessive you, you did touch on that that there are various categories of employees who have different i suppose levels of of negotiating power uh, who may not necessarily be subject to this particular law should it become law in our country. Just just go through that for me again. Under which circumstances would employees not necessarily have to be subject to this piece of legislation? So the measurement will be what we call the annual threshold. So the lawmakers, if they want to introduce this right to disconnect, may either set the, uh, the threshold or it, they may say it applies to everyone, regardless of their status in the workplace, regardless of their job titles in the workplace. But currently, in, in terms of, uh, especially on the hours of work, employees who are earning above uh, an annual threshold, which is determined uh, year after year, and currently is 241,000 plus, any employee earning above that, does not enjoy the protection, for instance, against right, overtime. Right, right. Uh, if that employee works overtime, he can't turn around and say, I need overtime pay, like your executives, senior managers, HR managers, account managers, you name them, supervisors. As long as they earn above this, they cannot claim overtime. Even if it's by agreement, they cannot, because that will be um, um, uh, illegal. Uh, and therefore, and the reason being, those employees are in a more bargaining position yes. to negotiate favorable yes. terms for themselves. And quite interesting, as I said earlier on, 
these are the employees who would often open open their emails after hours. These are the employees, uh, to put it uh, on a light note, who want to impress their employers by working after hours, sending emails to their own subordinates to say, hey, man, there is this meeting tomorrow. Can you do A, B, C, and D? At that time, that particular person is enjoying a SOP, a series, or enjoying Liverpool uh, beating your team like uh, Chelsea or Arsenal on a light note. So those employees may not necessarily enjoy the right uh, to disconnect. Because give us, give us a call. Give us a call. Oh, double one eight eight three oh seven oh two. It's not yet a part of our legal system. It's not yet a part of our statutes. But the right to disconnect seems as though it will be uh, hitting our shores at one point or the other. We're having this conversation, Browsborn. I imagine precisely because you, as attorneys, can see the undercurrents of the fact that this is coming our way. Would that be correct? And what have you seen? What, are, what? Are you, why are we preempting the arrival of this particular piece of legislation in this country? How long would it take? What would the processes be? I think I think it's largely because uh, South Africa is seen is seeing herself as part of the global community. So at some point, it it would want to she would want to follow international trends, and um, and also. With ref- uh, something that uh, we need to also consider is the Occupational Health and Safety Act, which sets out the employer's obligations insofar as health and safety is concerned, the yeah. right to provide a, a safe and health, um, healthy work environment for all employees. Of course, vis-a-vis the employees' reciprocal duties in maintaining a safe working place, a safe uh, workplace for, for their employers. So... On that note, yes, South Africa may also want to follow um, uh, those trends. Remember, uh, no law is cast in stone, and that is why there's what we call amendments. Yes. So from time to time, the lawmakers will meet, look at the existing laws uh, to check if they, they require amendments, to see if employees are protected enough, to see if employers you know, are enjoying uh, the benefits that come from those laws or they are complaining that the laws are rigid, we don't have flexibility, uh, you name it. And those are the considerations that every country has when it intends to follow international trends. One of the things that I am picking up on the way that we're having this conversation is that, yeah, and I like the way that you said this, is, I'm going to answer like a typical lawyer, but when you said it's a yes and no answer, is that perhaps we need to disabuse ourselves of the idea that everything has to be antagonistic, confrontational, that perhaps certain things can be negotiated in a particular uh, space, even though there is a specific law like, for example, the uh, right to disconnect law should it become a part of our statutes, that that can be negotiated. It's a it's a situation where people can actually negotiate and say, listen, I waive my right to that under certain con- conditions. Is, is that a possibility? Uh, again, it's a yes and no. Um, for instance, the right to a fair process before you are dismissed, you can't write away, you can't waive that right. Yes. And say, no, no, but you agree that I can wake up one morning and fire you. So there are certain rights that an employee, even if the employee has waived them, you know, the law doesn't allow that because that is unlawful. Right. 
but the basic conditions of employment act will also look at certain terms that are more favorable than those that are provided for in the basic conditions of employment act and then allows that so for instance um uh, generally employees are entitled to 15 working days of annual leave some employers will go above that and also to also to assess and determine that by years of service that if you are with us after five years you are entitled to 20 working days yeah. if you are with us after 10 years you are entitled to 25 that the basic conditions of employment would allow okay. but what it will not allow to say you agree that you shall work for me 365 days without taking annual leave yes. and uh, that, that that will be unlawful yes because Rest periods are encouraged what is, by, the, what is the difference between unlawful and, Ill- and illegal? Unlawful is something that is not according to the law. Illegal is something that you do, but you don't do it the right way. The way that is expected of you as the implementer or the person intending to, uh, to take action. Um, I'm trying to think about an example. Um, because it sounds like there's a little technicality that one needs to be aware there is, of. There yeah. is, there yeah. is. It's a more of a legal technicality. Um, but at the end of the day, it's something that is not allowed in both instances. Yeah. That if you do, there may be different recourses and avenues. I, I remember in the conversation about the decriminalization of this and the uh, legalization of this. Uh, that same sort of conversation did come to light. Uh, perhaps uh, we'll have a conversation about that at some point in or the other. Yes. Yeah. So we, we, we're having a conversation here to, I suppose, prime our minds as South Africans of the very real possibility that a law called or something akin to uh, the, the uh, right to disconnect or the right uh, to disconnect from... Uh, your employee and their communication after working hours. My interest, uh, my interest is, uh, how do you feel about this? Do you think that this is something that is uh, that is long overdue? Do you think that is something that is going to once again um, be an impediment to the right sort of employee employee employer relations? Um, I'm saying once again because some people are saying that, uh, yeah, but this is yet something that is going to mess up relationships between employers and employees. In fact, this person says, pity all the pathetic labor laws still around the around the favor of loafers, drunkards, and frequent absentees, plus ridiculous anti-investment union exes, says, excesses, says this person. <laughs> but then uh, Tuesday, a test drive Tuesday says, government wants to cut overtime for doctors effective March. What is the recourse for doctors in this case, Bra Aubrey? really sure because at this stage the law doesn't exist in South Africa but perhaps you are trying to ask uh, Brausborn to, to, to think about that. Yeah, Brausborn? I think it's about overtime. I think uh, I mean this is now a separate topic um, you know there's constant concern that some doctors are overworked they work long hours uh, some even work for different hospitals etc. So one way or the other so you can't have a cake and eat it. So if you complain about doctors being overworked, working too uh, 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 um, long hours, then we are calling upon the employers, in this instance, the state, the government, to do something. When they do something, then you say, no, but why are you stopping yeah. the overtime? Yeah. You know, so you can't have a cake 
uh, and eat it. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. So there has to be a balance. I mean, for instance, there has to be a limit in terms of the overtime or hours that a doctor has to undertake for a particular hospital and in a particular day because uh, what we know is that some doctors are able to work for three or four hospitals in one day, starting from the morning. Yeah. And you ask yourself, where is the welfare of the very same doctor who's yes. supposed to? And then they'll say, because there's pressure, we need doctors, we need specialists. So somehow there has to be a balance. And just to go back to that issue of illegal and unlawful, it was the other way around. So illegal uh, is something that is against the law. And then unlawful is something that is in breach of the rules. And the example uh, that comes to mind is uh, in soccer, you're not allowed to... Uh, 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 a handball is not allowed. That will be in, uh, in breach of the rules of the game. It will be unlawful. It will be unlawful. But illegal is when the law says, Thou shalt not kill, and you kill. That is illegal. Hmm. Jimmy Rulele on Twitter says, Good day, bro. Ops. Interesting topic. Ask your guest if it is a problem if I send an email after hours, but I am not expecting an immediate response. If the employee has until close of business the following day to respond, for instance. Uh, the reality is that, uh, myself included, you want to transmit something while it's still fresh in yes. your mind. Yes. If you pack it, um, uh, it's in drafts, you may end up forgetting about it. And therefore, what it means is that it requires, um, you know, the line managers, the, the business owners to come up with uh, pragmatic ways of encouraging employees to say, even if you get an email, uh, from me after hours, please don't open it until the following day. Um, either you have a disclaimer right at the top, because I know Microsoft has got a system to say, before you, you click the send, it says, are you aware that you are sending this? Uh, and I've seen it, it's quite uh, intriguing and interesting. Are you aware that you are sending this email after hours? Yeah. And then it allows you to say, well, if that is the case, then I'm not sending it. And uh, obviously, if you feel obliged to send it because you, it, the issue is still fresh in your mind, then you transmit it. But somehow you need to say, hey, stuff, when but I send emails after hours, please yeah. don't so open it. So there's got to be some sort of disclaimer. Yeah, yeah there, there has to be somewhere. There has to be a balance yeah. because, you know, I mean, professionals, for instance, I mean, they are under pressure, immense pressure due to the competitive nature of the work they do. Lawyers, accountants, um, chartered accountants and uh, engineers, etc. That if you don't attend to a particular email at a particular time, the fear is that, you know, the, the client that is uh, being targeted to be serviced may walk to another service provider. Sure, sure. Uh, sure. I mean, as as I'm speaking to you now, yeah. I know some of my colleagues are still in office yeah. uh, doing what we call pushing for billable time yeah. because the financial year end is coming, the calculation of targets are coming, promotions are due, etc. So there's a whole number of factors that uh, contribute towards uh, people having to deal with emails that are sent, communications that, that uh, get sent after normal hours of work. So normal hours is a very interesting term because it, I suppose, is relative, right? Because if you're Aubrey Masango, your normal hours of work is from 8 in the evening until midnight. What happens to people like that? What happens to people who work abnormal hours in that instance? It has to be put to a stop for their mental uh, and, 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 and healthy well, what and needs health to be put safety to, concern. What needs to be put to a stop? Tell them. 
That is why companies that run 24 hours business operation, they have shifts. There's no way that you can have an employee who clocks in at 6 a.m. and knocks off at uh, 10 p.m. Not a chance. The law doesn't allow that. Even the employee, the body will tell them, you're tired, you need to go home. So that's why there's shifts. And that is why at uh, Prime Media, 702, you have people coming in at 6 a.m., they finish at 9, some come at 9, they finish at 12, etc. Et so the, your, your normal hours would be relative a, to your your operational time. That is why right? I was careful. I didn't say morning hours or right. afternoon. I just said normal hours of right. work. So your right. normal hours of work is 8 to midnight. Right. Uh, and and beyond that, you are expected to rest. Right. If you decide to hustle and and do other things, so yeah. I'm just saying that uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. on a hypothetical basis. It's something that can't concern prime media, yes. although they will encourage you that you rest so that yes. you are fresh yes. the following day in the evening for understood. For, for, understood. For your, for understood. Your yes. Final question here, just before we we go and rest, you, Brazba, <laughs> uh, Tabo Kumano says, "Good evening, Aubrey. Please, as ask the guest, when a manager is on leave and I'm on duty, and the manager keeps sending me work-related uh, communiques." Is the is this legal or in line with labor laws, and how can I challenge this kind of action? Asks uh, Tabo Kumar. That's an interesting question. So, in this instance, the manager is on leave, the employee is on duty. The manager, uh, because again, for those factors that I mentioned earlier, yeah, you know, doesn't want to be behind on the team's KPIs, KPAs, etc. So he says, "Hey, this has come through. Can you please?" Work it out. I'm on leave. Yeah. I think that from a, a a practical perspective, it should be allowed because the manager is saying, I'm on leave. Can you please do A, B, C, and D? And you are at work. Yeah. So you should be in a position to respond to that communication yeah. and, and, and deal with it accordingly. Right. Remember, this is the manager who ends above the threshold. Right. So, I mean, uh, some, even when they are on holiday, they take their laptops with yes. uh, to, to continue attending to their work-related duties. Otherwise, if they don't, when they come back, they are concerned that they will find their inboxes full of over... Hundreds of emails unread. So again, it's a question of balance and priorities, you know, vis-a-vis, you know, the rest period, your family, um, your family time and related. But other than that, yes, in due course, the employees will no doubt, um, have a right to disconnect as and when they wish to do so without repercussions. When are we? expecting to see this law come to South Africa? Um, well, they're listening. The lawmakers are listening to shows like uh, yours. They, they, they're worried about the elections. Right? I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, they pro- probably they're waiting for the elections to be over. Yeah. And uh, the beauty about our country is that uh, year after year, there's always amendments, new laws being introduced. It's not like our laws are casting stone to the extent that nothing happens to them you know, um, after a year or so. So, yeah, let's wait for the elections and let's see what the lawmakers will do about this uh, particular issues and whether we'll follow the international trends as other countries have done. How do we get in touch with you, Rosbo? Well, same details as available on our website, Mulatuda Tennis, www.mulatudatennis.co.za. Osborne Mulatudi, MD at Mulatudi Attorneys. He's also an employment and labor law expert talking about the right to disconnect.